was that, like a minute and a half long? That was the <laughs> shortest <laughs> song I've ever heard in my life, man. And do you know who that is? That's Lil Nas X. Frig, how is that not cultural appropriation? Wow. <laughs> as, an, as an Italian Polak, I feel I couldn't dress like that and do that song. Because that would be culturally appropriate, culturally appropriate in the Texans. You know? No, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, <laughs> I'm cruising through uh, the, the info out here. But I, I distinctly remember, who's the fella on the song with him? Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes, Billy Ray Cyrus. So, Billy Ray Cyrus isn't, is Isn't the, that achy, breaky heart? Billy Ray Cyrus, who I believe is... Miley Cyrus is dead. Uh, oh, the wrecking ball. <laughs> he's the father of the wrecking ball. I'm still not familiar. And so... Uh, <laughs> it sounds, she, she just came in like one, man. That's all I know. I'm pretty sure that Billy Ray Cyrus... Let's see here. Yeah, like, he, he re-released it. Like, the dude Lil Nas X recorded it, and I don't think it was very popular, but then he re-released it with Billy Ray Cyrus, and then it became the huge hit that it was. No, it's a dumbass song, and people just listen to it because Billy Ray Cyrus was on it. That is why, and so I I distinctly remember I I had no knowledge of this jam, and Emma told me about it and how it was this big phenomenon down south, like in Texas and Alabama, uh, where... The Southern fellas were really big and into this jam, and then they found out Lil Nas is, uh, you know, who he is. Uh, he, he's a gay fella. And a gay black dude. <laughs> he also likes to, uh, he's, he's quite flamboyant with his uh, dress choices. And no, that's what I mean, dude. And you're, like, dressing like a cowboy? I don't know, dude. He just did, seems a little... Well, I think it was all to uh, sell some records, get some publicity and notoriety, and then... He did. I'm just saying, at a time when uh, Gwen Stefani gets canceled. I think this was a fully supported kind of thing. Yeah, I think Billy Ray Cyrus was really into it. I think people in the... I think country music folk were... uh, No. Ben Crump? I think the country music people are uh, (laughs) always down to do a little genre mixing, you know? Ben Crump. Uh, Okay, so... (laughs) Nice one. He's the only one who supported it. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you something. Yeah, man. Re- real talk. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> You're Billy Ray Cyrus or any of the white people who approved of this and quote unquote <laughs> love this, right? A gay black man walks into your office full of white people and says, I have this great idea where we all do this song together and it's going to be great. <laughs> Which one of you is going to tell him no? Because I don't think you're like a real cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he kind of did like a gay urban cowboy thing, right? Isn't that kind of uh, what he was is going for? Is there any for? other kind? <laughs> well, you get the uh, gay Aspen mountain cowboy here in Colorado. Oh, no, yeah, they're all gay. I just meant, you know, ur- I was very yeah. specific about throwing in the word gay before I said cowboy, I think. <laughs> So here, this song initially gained popularity on the social video sharing app TikTok and eventually entered the Billboard charts in March Uh, 2019. So spread by the Chinese. 
Yes, this so is the gay chi- black man singing a country song that was spread around America by the Chinese government. I totally believe it too, because then after this song came out, he super came out and started wearing like extravagant female dresses and <laughs> Oh, you gotta see this picture I'm looking at. He's got a white wig yeah. with uh with bangs and long white hair. If you want to be entertained, just Google Lil Nas X Met Gala. You will just be uh, oh, God. filled with colorful, wild, insane imagery. Uh, he's he's a you know an interesting uh, fella. There's no doubt about it. I don't really have a problem with him. I guess outside of the fact he did do the same thing as Sam Smith. He That's why I picked it. Yes, you man. It. You know it. Yeah, I don't like these guys, dude. Why you guys just followed this fad and? It's a weird. Yes, that's although a although you know what, man. Now that I think about it, hold on. Gotta come to their. Gotta get them back here. Isn't it the same thing as the Beatles going from the doo wop to the psychedelic movement? No, there's no way going from <laughs> mop top to long shoulder length hair and a mustache is the same. In fact, the Beatles became more manly looking. It, it, when they did Abbey yeah, Road. Yeah, okay, okay, but that's just because that's the way the trends of society were going. These guys are just following the trends of today's society. You're right. The trend of society for boys to become men was the same up until three years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right, dude. I'm not joking. Like, five seconds ago, it became the trend for boys to become women. Yeah, that was the best thing you could do as a boy. <laughs> The greatest accomplishment, your greatest accomplishment as a boy is becoming a woman. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and you are correct, sir, and nobody knows this more than our favorite tranny, Big Mike. Oh, yeah, that's right. Big Mike in the house. Big Mike. Does somebody ask Big Mike? And so. I just want to be like Mike, but my hands are too small. Like Mike. Want to be like Mike. So, speaking of basketball and being just like Mike, Michael, you know what I got for you, my friend? What's that? This is Zaya Wade talking to Big Mike Obama. <laughs> so, so I wanted to ask you. So, um, so this is a boy dressed as a girl to talking you. to a man dressed as a woman. Okay. Yes, and I want everyone to pay <laughs> very close attention to the question this a young lady fella asks or says, it's not a question, I guess it's a statement that she makes to uh, Michelle Obama, a.k.a. Big Mike. So I wanted to ask you, um, what advice do you have for teens who want to be themselves and thrive like you have and currently are? Okay, so she's just, this is a, a Dwayne Wade's son who's now uh, become or is transitioning into or has transitioned into a female. And she's asking for some advice from Michelle Obama, you know, because Michelle Obama is just like her. So I wanted to ask you, um, what advice do you have for teens who want to be themselves and thrive like you have and currently are? I'm reading this correctly, Uh, right? Am I reading this question and the statement correctly? uh, Maybe she just means thrive as a person, not necessarily a trans. Mm. Or, you know, maybe she really does see herself as a woman, and she's just meaning, like, a one woman to another woman. Ah, interesting take. Let's do one more What time. advice yeah. do you have for teens who want to be themselves and thrive, like you have and currently are? See, she says teens. Well, like, 
So I think she just means like you're a successful person. Alright. There was a long pause there. And then I'm gonna say yes, this right here. Um Michelle gets a little defensive. Michelle, I, Michelle, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I tell my little <laughs> brother all the time. You have to defend yourself a lot against being gay to not be gay. <laughs> For, for somebody who's not gay, you sure spend a lot of your life arguing with people about not being gay, you know? There's a lot of disturbing imagery. You know, it's like, you know, Michelle, there's no other first ladies that spend half their time arguing with people about whether or not they're a man. I stumbled upon a little gallery of images on Twitter that somebody had uh, threaded uh, through, and it was all uh, little mini, mini clips of Michelle dancing and walking and, yes, uh, some package and bulge you know, movement going on there in the crotch region. Uh, and there's <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've seen the video. A, a couple of those clips, I'm, I'm very jealous. She's She's packing. packing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't no 9mm, if you know what I'm saying. She is, she's got the meat. Barry likes to be taken care of. <laughs> That's a fucking kielbasa in that fucking pants, man. <laughs> so I was uh, telling Emma about it. Uh, I actually, I showed Emma the clip, I think, that we were listening to, and she was just kind of a little confused. I said, here, let me show you a few pictures I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I was scrolling. Problem is she, is, she is pretty manly. She's so big. There's a lot going on there. Like broad shoulders. And so I'm scrolling through the pictures of the junk shots you know and they're really funny and there's a lot out there and eventually i was like okay stop i can't take it anymore it's like too much. so the last time i was uh arguing this against a woman in a bar i literally said okay look at her look at michelle as she, you know pictures online and i said if she walked in this door she would be the third toughest man <laughs> <laughs> like look around she she would be the tallest person here and the third toughest man. <laughs> only only two men in this bar could take her. The rest of us probably not. <laughs> I'm not betting money on him. You know, Michelle Obama. Big Mike. <laughs> Big Mike. Are you ready for Big Mike? Big Mike in the room. Oh yeah. Big Mike. <laughs> like I've never dated a woman that's walked into any room and been the toughest person in the room. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Michelle's a beautiful woman. Yes, of maybe. course. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll never know the truth. And currently are. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, you, you know, I am just so proud of you, you know, being just an amazing role model and embracing your truth, right? Um, you're, you're, you're already doing this. So maybe this is for some other young people that are listening. See? She's specifically talking about people transitioning. Okay, yeah, I stand corrected. She's so very specifically. I took it, I took it as people, no. but then Michelle herself went with the. You're doing this. Oh, you're yeah, talking dude, to people dude. who are just beginning. I'm telling you, man. I'm gonna start from the beginning. I want everyone to okay, soak start it in over, this over, clip, man. Yeah, this is gotta, a very. We got deep dive on this one. This is a very specific, very directed, undertoned. Question. I gotta give it to them. This made me forget about the five billion or million. Whatever. See, I don't even know. What did Joe take? I don't care. Hunter I who? Hear this big mic. What was in that? <laughs> what was in Ashley's diary? 
<laughs> oh, his next laptop's just going to be clips of Michelle. <laughs> you better be careful. I heard the dong is bigger than his. <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. Fucking Malia's clit's probably bigger than his, dude. <laughs> so I wanted to ask- All right, so... That was terrible. That this, was I'm drunk. This... <laughs> this is very directed. This is very specific. I'm I'm wouldn't have played it on the show unless I listened to it several times over. I'm like, holy crap, they are they're talking about being trannies. So oh, this is two you. trannies talking. This is two trannies talking, yes. You know how you know? Because we right now it's actually like uncomfortable to listen to. Because right now me and you are being we're we're privy now to a conversation that's not for us. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I'm saying? This is like your mom talking to your sister about menstruating. Like, This is just two chicks talking. This is two trannies talking. talking about being chicks. <laughs> this is two dudes talking about being chicks. I want to remind everyone. And just listen to the language. The language is very, We shouldn't be listening. The language is very specific. So I wanted to ask you, um, what advice do you have for teens who want to be themselves and thrive like you have and currently are? Well, yeah, like you have and currently are. You know? See how defensive oh that is? Yeah, she even says, like you are. Yes, oh, dude. No, oh, it's so God, obvious. Dude. It's so crazy. Um, <laughs> okay. Like yeah, you have and currently are. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, I, you know, I am just so proud of you, you know, being just an amazing role model and embracing your truth. Right. Um, you're 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 already doing this. So maybe this is for some other young people that are listening. Um, I feel but let me just say, it, it does take time to know what your self is, you know, for young people. So my first piece of advice is be patient with yourself. Oh, yeah. Be patient. And then someday. You could bang the next future president. Dude, we gotta stop doing this podcast. <laughs> the more we do it, the more I think you're right about the world. I don't know, man. I went, before, no. When we first started this podcast, I knew how the world worked. You were the crazy conspiracy theorist, right? Yeah, man. You're right about everything. Goddamn, she is a man. Yeah. Uh, That's a lady fella. Big Mike. What's that? What's that, little Dwayne Wade? Let me tell you all about being big, Mike. You want to shave your beard? I'll show you how. What's wrong with two ladies who uh, can both dunk just having a conversation? <laughs> Man, big Mike. Let me show you how to tuck that thing, big Mike. Like, how many men do you know that can palm a basketball? Big Mike. <laughs> big Mike kid. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, I I was thrown off guard by this clip, dude. I yeah. I kept going over and over on it. I and each word I started realizing like there's she's they're very specific about what they're saying. It's almost like I I I don't want to say the wrong yes. thing to, to yes. people and no, but I also don't want to alienate these kids. Yes. So you know, we're, we're that was a tight rope. That was the tightest rope, man. That's what I'm saying. They're like, clearly, you're <laughs> yeah. talking trannies, but you never mention it once. But you're 
definitely talking about yeah. trannies. Like, there's I've no I've had many conversations like about. that about weed. Nobody said a word. <laughs> Somehow we all ended up at the same place smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? Yes! yes. <laughs> there's no other way to parse through what they're talking about there. Like, they're not talking about Oh, basketball. I didn't even see it. I just heard it, but I could, like, visualize the winks. Dude, they're not talking about sports or climate change or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're talking about something very, very... And again, back to what you were kind of alluding to earlier when we were hedging into the clip, you know, you could infer maybe they're discussing being women, right? Because Michelle's a woman, and now this, you know, Zaya's a woman. But there's very specific mentions to what this person's going through and how they're in the process and how we're speaking to people who are about to enter that process and how you have to be patient. very specific. Oh, there's just so many words. It was so thick, dude. One of our shorter clips, too. I'm just like totally floored that that leaked out there because one of my favorite conspiracies absolutely of the last fucking like 10 years is Big Mike Obama. <laughs> like, it's so funny. And there's this, there's an interview out there. You can find it. It's online. It's very easy to search. There's a guy who was, I think uh, it was in Congress. I can't remember where he it was, like, maybe in court. But he testifies to having homosexual relationships and smoking crack yes. cocaine with Barack Obama, who he called Barry Obama or Barry Sotero, I believe was his the name. The exact words were they smoked uh, crack cocaine and then he blew him. He blew him in the limousine, I believe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so it's out there. And there are a lot of prominent figures and famous people who have alluded to the fact that Barry, uh, that Barry Sotero, Barack Obama, is a gay man and has been well known to be so and... Right before her death, there's video, and you could search it. It's Joan Rivers. She's on camera. She's walking to her apartment talking about how everybody knows Michelle Obama's a tranny. And she says to the reporter, you know, don't bullshit me, you know, whatever. You know, we all know. Everybody knows Barack's the first gay president, and Michelle's a tranny. And then she died, like, two weeks later. Yeah, Frank, I'm going to give you a maybe on this one now. I used to laugh at you. I think I'm going to give you a maybe. I'm I'm pretty sure I've got you convinced on uh, holographic yeah. drones for 9-11. Uh, I think I've got you on flat moon theory. I'm pretty sure I've got you in. Oh, I'm running with flat moon theory <laughs> to the end just because I love it. Yeah, flat moon theorists. <laughs> Unite, people. That's a disc of some floating provolone cheese, people. Never seen the other side. <laughs> you could chat together. <laughs> or you could prove alone, my friend. Yeah! And that moon is proven alone. <laughs> all flat and shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like a piece of provolone cheese, dude. Um, what I'm kind of supporting... Those aren't, those aren't craters. Those are holes. All, all flat moon theories aside, when it comes to the conspiracy theories... It seems as if, unfortunately, that most are true because, I don't know, man, the veil has been pulled. Everything has been a lie. And what have I been saying to you? I think I declared it 
many months ago on the show. But in order to be a full-on conspiracy theorist, I got to go all in. I got to believe it all, right? And the further yeah. I jump into that fucking rabbit hole, the, the deeper I go, man, I'm more and more sold. I'm believing day by day. Holy God, everything is a lie. They're all they're <laughs> fucking with us. They're poisoning our skies with chemtrails. They're poisoning our water with fluoride. They're poisoning our food with mRNA vaccines. Look it up. They're giving the vax to cows. Like they are hell bent on fucking killing us, man. It's crazy. And the moon landing was fake, people. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm obsessed with the skies. They are chemtrailing like crazy in Colorado. We are averaging 10 below to 20 below. It was raining scorched skies again today. Every day Frank, it's because of the it's because of the fires in Canada. Come on. No, actually, you are wrong, sir. Completely wrong. Those will probably hit us uh, when we're projected to have sunny days for the first time in 10 months. Uh, I guarantee you the winds will change and uh, Alberta will blow its smoke up our ass for uh, the entire uh, they keep week. Tell, they keep telling us everything. Every, every, it doesn't even make sense. Sun, it's the sunniest day ever. And that's because, uh, you know, the smoke from Canada diverted the sun rays. So you got to hit double. Next day it's cloudy. But that's because of the smoke from Canada. Uh, I, what? How powerful is this smoke in Canada? <laughs> I don't think it's smoke. I think they're uh, spraying us like bugs. They're chemtrailing like crazy. Mike, this one's for you. Is it? Isn't there always smoke to in a, Canada though, every year? I think to so. a new air quality alert for parts of the Midwest as smoke from the Canadian wildfires yeah. brings unhealthy air and hazy skies into the U.S. Yeah, stop right there. Stop right there. In- today we were, dude. Today I got home after working all day outside. Inside, everything, didn't even notice there was anything in the air. Today, we were supposedly red. It was unhealthy <laughs> no air. sense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm jealous. Wait. I haven't seen the sky in months. Chicago. Good morning, Alex. Hey, good morning, Rebecca. Millions of people in cities across the Great Lakes are waking up to find the sky filled with that Canadian wildfire smoke. Now, it's been especially bad no, in not. the Minneapolis area. At its peak, the air quality there yesterday. Yeah, and this is an audio uh, program, but if you are watching these clips, this guy, there's no smoke behind him. There's just, like, clear sky. It's really strange. It's a strange report. What are you talking about? It's a very weird report. And I... I'm obsessed with the clouds. I'm obsessed with the sky and the weather. They are constantly lying to us here in Denver about the weather. It'll say sunny skies, 75, and you go out and it's just gray overcast because they've been spraying fucking chemtrails all day. This one's really bothering me because they're like telling people, oh, Frank, if you have any kind of health issues, you should just stay home. The air is too bad to breathe. Yeah, they do that here. Go outside. It's like a fresh, beautiful day. Dude, I literally, I'm not even, I'm not even just saying this. I'm just thinking about this now as like listening to this. Dude, earlier today I walked out of uh one of the schools and I just remember being hit with the smell of this flowering tree. Wow. And I was like, uh, I was like, dude, that's almost almost overpowering. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, Beautiful. How much smoke is in the air if I'm smelling these flowering <laughs> trees? Here in Colorado, when we've had our fires and we've had quite 
a few over the last 20 years that I've been here, I'm telling you, you know when the smoke is in the air. It's uh, you, yeah, you taste it's it. It's, it's in everything. You have to close the windows, man. It fucking fills up in the house. Like it's not comfortable. They do the uh, once a year. They do the controlled burn. It's like four blocks from our house, next to the Des Plaines River. Oh yeah, man. It's not a forest fire, dude. It's just like it's like literally a. It's like a two block by like maybe it's a, a cord- quarter mile stretch. A coordinated burn. It stinks burn. up. Yeah. And hey, yeah. Uh, if you're curious about the you know how these Canadian wildfires started, take a look at the satellite imagery. Looks a little coordinated. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, where are the uh, where's where's all our Canadian fans at, man? We need some eyes <laughs> on the ground. Uh, I just think the fire started at the same time. I think the government uh, there in cahoots. This is a World Economic Forum. Like, smoke them out, destroy our skies, take away our sunlight so we don't get the vitamin D that we need. Uh, they're poisoning everything, our air, our water. It's I'm serious about this, man. I think their plans went awry. I saw this clip of a woman who uh, worked within these organizations and said that Trump was a huge bust to them, that they planned on Hillary being president in 2016 and releasing COVID that year, and then they would do the food and water shortage in 2020. But everything backfired because of Trump, so now everything's delayed. Yeah. So they did 2020 COVID. Now 2024, 2025, we're going to do the food shortage. Doesn't it feel like we're gearing up that way? Kind of does. You know, you smoke out the sky and spray chemicals and do your chemtrails and your cloud seeding and you block out the sun. You uh, stop plants from growing and producing. I think they're creating yeah. wa- food shortages. Could and they're po- and It could be why, why they did the war in Ukraine. It's the breadbasket. Yeah, man. You create these food shortages and then you uh, poison the water with the shit you're spraying. Man, this is a... I think war is on. We're in the midst of a World War III. We just don't realize it. And it's the 1%, the elitists against us, the rest of us, man. It's crazy. Well, Frank, Frank, man, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because I, I, too, have been really worried about, like, the geopolitical scene. Like, There's a lot going on, right? Hell yeah, man. And it's always the people like us at the bottom that just get fucked. And so that's why it's so good to have a president that's just tackling the big issues yes you know so i don't know if you saw this yesterday but this was like breaking news all over oh no i can't wait man (laughs) this is what joe biden was doing all day yesterday and i'm so glad because man frank we're on the verge of world war three we're gonna have a leader that knows what the people need you know yeah man Once my slow internet loads, you guys. Production crew. Uh, see, this is, and this is what you get in Joe Biden's economy, folks. No good help out there. It's impossible to get, you can't even get people to show up for work, let alone know how to do the job the right way. That's the uh, reality of the world we're living in. You see, the problem is they created this monopoly. <laughs> President Joe Biden announcing several large companies, including Ticketmaster and its parent company, Live Nation, committing to post all-inclusive pricing <laughs> up front yes. rather than surprising yes. consumers with additional fees at the end of checkout. These hidden charges the companies uh, sneak into your bill make you pay more without you really knowing it. And 
The president hosting executives from other there? big corporations like SeatGeek, a mobile-focused <laughs> ticketing platform, and Airbnb, a rental marketplace. That's not bad editing. They just started talking over him. Yes! It sounded, it sounded <laughs> like he fell asleep. The latest pressure campaign to end so-called junk fees. The companies represented here today are voluntarily committing to all-in upfront pricing. The White House lauding Biden's <laughs> efforts to lower costs for hardworking families. The ticketing issue reached a boiling did you, point. Did you catch that? Yes. Oh, that was my yeah. favorite part. Lowering costs for hardworking family. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. So now well, my now Taylor afford... Swift ticket is, <laughs> is $200 less. I can't afford milk, but now I can afford my Bonnaroo ticket. <laughs> I know. Mm. November when fans faced exorbitantly high prices for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour tickets. You nailed it, Frank. We spent 6000 experiences are forever like we will never forget this live nation saying concert attendance was up 24 percent last year compared to pre-pandemic numbers from 2019 while the average u.s concert ticket price came in at just over a hundred dollars this is a win for consumers in my view and proof that our crackdown on junk fees has real momentum Live Nation plans to roll out the all-in pricing experience in September. The White House says more companies plan to heed the president's call so consumers can know exactly what they're paying for up front. M. Wynn, ABC News, Washington. All right, man. Wow. Love it. This is the important topics of our day. Uh, this oh, is you're what not clapping? Should, this is what we should be paying attention to. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is... Dude, this is... <laughs> This is an achievement of a presidency right here. This is why we need to give him four more years, Frank. We could chalk this Look what up. He did. Uh, <laughs> this reminds me of the time he canceled student debt. And then, uh, <laughs> do you remember when he ended daylight savings time? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of both of those the worst, times. The, the worst part is every failure you bring up is still better than when he lost 13 <laughs> servicemen. In his horrible withdrawal from Afghanistan. That's right, man. Never forget. Never forget, dude. And I mean, this guy, everything, me and you, I'm a fucking dumbass plumber from Chicago. I literally spend all day rotting sewers. You know what I mean? You're you're, you're a little higher up than me. Logistics manager, no big deal. Uh, (laughs) I drive cars. Still, we're two idiots. Right, oh, yeah. and you just, you just mentioned before I played that clip, you mentioned a whole list of things that like you wish the president would take care of. <laughs> That's right, man. And what does he come out with? Uh, we took care of these hidden junk fees on concert tickets. Yeah, dude. Do you know who's going to those concerts? Fuck them, gouge them. You got enough time to go to that concert? Go pay the fees. Fuck them. Those are the people you should be charging fees. I buy tickets to shit all the time. We go to baseball games when we have, you know, the opportunity to do so. Uh, we were looking at tickets to go to either the the Dead and Company. They're on their farewell tour, their sixth farewell tour, <laughs> and uh, they're playing at Folsom Field in Boulder. Which, for anyone out there, you haven't been to Boulder, Folsom Field's the uh, stadium for the football team there. It's actually a really beautiful kind of old school style stadium. Is it stadium. close to Folsom Prison? It's not anywhere near Folsom Prison, uh, and it's um it's a great place to uh, see the dead, and 
you could go and grab like a ticket. I believe it was like $125 on Ticketmaster for a ticket to go uh, check out the dead with John Mayer on a, a July evening, right? Uh, not a bad deal. Or you could, the same night, you could pay uh, $500 plus taxes and fees to go see Blink-182 at the Pepsi Center. Yeah, it's so stupid. But do you know what? The reason is, the, the reason that they're that price is because you can't get enough people to go see the Grateful Dead anymore. <laughs> It's a bunch of geriatrics. It's a bunch of geriatrics with John Mayer, right? So tickets got to be a hundred something bucks. Uh, At the Pepsi Center, you're jacking the prices up to a grand to be up in the front row to see Blink One Eight Two because the people are gonna pay it. Same with the uh, Taylor Swift man. Those tickets were thousands of dollars to see her here in Denver. Yeah, look, fine. And if if you're willing to pay it, it, pay it. You know what I mean? Yes, because these people, Blink One Two, Taylor Swift, they have a product that they're selling. People are willing to pay that price for it. Okay, let them be. That's fucking capitalism. I thought. Oh, there's a lot of idiots out there. See, I, I already know. See, me and you are playing the smart game. I'm going to go see the dead for $100 today, right? Yeah, man. Because I know, you know, I know uh, Lindsay Lohan. What, what were we talking about? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I know Lohan, in 30 years, you're going to be 100 bucks. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll see go you. see you in thirty years when you're on, when you're hundred bucks. I'll check you. I'll watch some saggy titties jump on stage. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go watch you when you're a hundred pounds fatter and uh, a little more angrier. Oh. oh, when Lizzo's in the grave and you took her spot as the fat, uh, you know, <laughs> spokeswoman, I'll go see you. I was kind of thinking more like people who went to go see Stevie Nicks in the '90s. You know, a little thicker, Ooh. still got the voice. You know. Dim the lights a little bit. Still got. She wasn't attractive when she was skinny. No way, man. Come on, check out some uh, vintage pics of Stevie Nicks. She had it going on. Stevie Nicks. Check out some old pics. Come on, from the seventies. I don't know, man. I think you're thinking of somebody else. I'm not gonna lie. I we may have a Don Cheadle situation going on here. I was definitely thinking about somebody else. I knew you were. You were probably thinking of. (laughs) I know. Oh, oh, no, dude, no. Dude, she's not, dude. Have you seen that face? That is a 70s face. I just, I said, babes were babes in their time, man, you know? Some times have changed. that's not even in her time, dude. Stevie Nicks was a babe in the 70s and 80s. You cannot change my mind about that. I don't know, dude. Poof. <laughs> I got a woof on that one. Wow. Let's go from a plumber. How, how beautiful do you think I am? I had to become a plumber. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's. I'm trying to find her. Okay, here we go. I think, again, you're oof. looking at modern pictures of a, uh, you know, Stevie. No, Stevie didn't Dude, age. Even well. when she was like a teenager, like. All right. You're like, oh, maybe she'll grow into it, but then you see the older picture. Oof. All right. Well, with nothing but oofs from Mike. I can handle that. Uh, that works for me, I guess. Uh, but she didn't. Uh, she didn't age well either. She didn't start well, according to Mike's book. She didn't age well either. Really, dude? You see her like late eighties. It's like, uh, actually, you know what? Take that back. I think eighties was more her scene. Wow. See with where the, where we're at with, with the this one. hair. She lost. It looks like her face did not. She did. She definitely got a nose job. That was what she needed was the nose job. Yeah, all right. 
I think we uh, we found a way back around to some sort of all right Stevie Nicks, kind of <laughs> good looking, even though massive pop star for 40 years, sold millions of albums, probably on millions of boys' walls on a poster. Yeah, but I got a dozen fans. Two of them are in Canada. We went woof to woof to meh to, all right, I'll give it to you at 80. 80 years old is where she uh, just, settled in. Just so you know... To our two Canadian fans, I love you the most because I tell everybody I have uh, an international podcast. That's right. Uh, so. We have Argentina and a few other places, don't you worry. <laughs> international fans. We're big yeah. in the UK as well. I see you out there, my friends. Why do I want people to know I'm gay? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in the UK. Hey, I didn't say France, all right? I just... <laughs> yeah, but they're close enough. It's very you know? close. Yeah, you're right. They're almost the gay same. Gay adjacent. <laughs> gay Jason. You ever hug out with like some Brits? Those dudes, they like try to fight so much. It's like, uh, I sort of feel like you just want to wrestle and like oh, rub man. up. On me yeah, not... What's going on here, dude? You guys are like trying to prove your masculinity too much. You know? Yeah, I could see it. I'm not, you know, friends with enough Brits to know the experience of. Uh, Plus, I judge a lot of these countries by their uh, army's uniform. Okay, very nice. So if, you're, if your army's uniform looks gay, I just assume your whole country's gay. My knowledge of anything internationally is based on movies from 1990 to 1994. I think that's all I got in my bank. Probably the best years of Hollywood. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, writer strike, nobody still cares. Like, oh, I love when you bring it up. Still going on. I love when you bring it up. Still happening. Writer strike, nobody cares. Nobody cares. The worst part is nobody even cares about all the shows that aren't on. Because no, because they were so dude, bad. Your product was oh, so bad that nobody cares. You're gone. That should scream volumes to you. Oh my god, I'm so glad you reminded me. Just so you know, HBO, the only reason I still have HBO today is because I told Nona to cancel it, but it's in my name, so I have to call them to cancel it. I'm like, dude, I don't even want HBO anymore. This writer strike is so stupid. And then I realized, like, I don't even like anything that's on HBO. No. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, I'm the same way. I was telling Emma, I'm like, I'm canceling everything we have. Like, we don't, we watch Netflix. You, Emma watches Netflix. And she watches Korean shows and stuff made from like you know <laughs> costa rica it's and the stuff best. it's like yeah it's it's good stuff it's the best i, I i'm into it but, but like dude i have netflix and amazon that's all I, that's it boop done i i, I man it's These over guys they they ruined it no the, the, you, know <laughs> what, you know what kills me dude is i'm not saying <laughs> listen this podcast it's just two brothers talking you know did you but say man, uh, it, brothers or brothers? Oh, brothers. Hard oh, yeah, on. Yeah, hard on. Right. We're brothers. Watch that hard but, on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like, how hard is it to put on a show? You guys need this whole team of writers, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, now, I think the box checking, the wokeism, again, I'm a firm believer in the studios just pushing these idiots out. Uh, I think you're right, man. Oh, my God. I, I got to stop doing this podcast with you. I forgot to tell you. You're definitely right about that. Did you see the list that came out? The requirements? No, I did not. Dude, before the strike? I, I forgot what day it was, but there's like, we're about to hit this like marker where if you had a, a syndicated show, like you had 10, 10 writers, two, two of them had to be gay. Two of them had to be black. Yes, they Three had a checklist. Three of them had to be women. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was like an insane quota. I think you were right. 
how do you produce content with those restrictions? And those are restrictions, man. That's not inclusivity. It's restrictions. It's restrictions. It's complete insanity. And yes, I believe that the right. the studios were like, fine, walk. We're done. We are done with your cockamimi, insane, woke nonsense. All right? That hire people based on talent. It it should never matter what the color of your skin is or what your sexual preference is or your genderisms or anything. Like your talent, you, who you are as a person, what you bring to the table, how you treat other people around you, like that is what matters in our society, or at least it used to. We went totally backwards with it. We gotta start going forwards again. Where's, uh, where's that guy? Forward party, man. Yang. Get Yang. I'm a Yang gang, man. Get Yang over here. I'm a Yang gang, man. Where's that? Where are my Yang gangers at, man? My Yanger gangers, baby. Yeah. Come on. I forgot all about the Everybody Yang forgot gang, about the Yang gang. Man, you know, he got embarrassed on Bill Maher like 10 months ago, and he just stopped making appearances everywhere. Bill Mar really? Bill Mar kind of kind of made fun of him in a way, you know, where he's like, "Okay, you're doing this third party, but like what are you doing? You're going forward, you know? Like what's forward?" And Yang Gang man is like, "Yeah, we're going forward, man. Like we're not the Democrats, but we're forward." And it just didn't work. Yeah, it never made sense cuz you couldn't explain how you were different from the Democrats. And you were, you know what I mean? All oh, well, the I think the big uh, problem with uh, Mr. Yang Gang, Andrew Yang, is that he was the probably loudest spokesperson for UBI, the Universal uh, Basic Income. I, I believe he was more into it than Bernie Sanders. No, no, that was, was like his thing. Yeah. That was his thing. And post COVID, where we essentially did Universal Basic Income. Look at the world now. I think the writing's on the wall. Uh, people are not interested in just handing out checks unlimited to everybody. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. It doesn't yeah. work. So yeah. Yang Gang, the forward movement, uh, it's kind of a losing uh, team there, I got to say. Dude, did you see that uh, Starbucks employee? Man, I almost, uh, I almost clipped. Did you clip that? Uh, I was trying to find it. Oh, but I can't find it. So yeah, a but... Starbucks employee sued Starbucks and won like twenty five million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Twenty, almost twenty six, twenty five point six million. And it was for racism. Yes. Yes. Okay. But you know, it was a it's white so woman. easy. You you literally just pick two. <laughs> you know, you're you're fi- it's flipping a coin. Nowadays, with how someone's victimized, it's so fucking funny. It was either racism or some sort of like a gender, you know, based uh, dead naming situation. Oh, it's you can always. It's one or the other. It's it's LGBTQ sandwich offense or it's race offense. That's 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 the flip of the coin. I'm trying to find this clip, dude, because it's so fucking funny. Yeah, I can't get one. 
It's just imagine living your life and you're one of the coin flips. Like, man, it, in my opinion, when I see you walking down the street and I and these coin flip people, all right, the the easily offended, the oh, victimized, you're, ready? you're, ready? you're so obvious Thanks, out there. You ready? Oh, yeah. Private from Stowe has pleaded guilty to terrorism. Oh, I played the wrong clip. Oh, but I loved the music. See, it's my favorite part about local news. You get that. They never let you down. Fantastic beat going in and kind of gets your blood going. You're really excited. So here's the gist of it. I'll just talk. I can't find it so much. So everybody remembers two black men sat down at a Starbucks and they were asked to leave because they weren't buying anything. And then they were told to use, they, they said they wanted to use the bathroom. They were told they weren't allowed to use the bathroom. And it turns out they were there to meet a realtor. You know? So Starbucks closed all their stores. They did this, like, racial, like, sensitivity <laughs> training. Yes, I totally, you know? I totally remember this now. Yes, <laughs> This absolutely. is, like, the whole big deal. <laughs> <laughs> During the whole training thing, this chick who was, like, Super high up, or she was like in charge of like all these stores. She was in charge of like a hundred and something stores, dude. That's pretty successful. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Starbucks. I've never been in charge of a hundred anything. You know, <laughs> right now I'm in charge of a hundred feet of rotting cable. So let's put that in perspective. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what they trust me with. A hundred feet of steel made to clean a sewer. All right, fair you enough. Know, yeah. feet of- Anyways, so they said she didn't. So. I guess her superior black conclusion that she wasn't uh, like being supportive enough. Wow. <laughs> so they fired her and she just said like, oh, hold on, like this is clear racism. Like she just said I was fired because I'm white and it was like this big push and they had to blame somebody for this this incident, you know? Yeah, man. And she won. 20, I'm telling you, 25 man, this million. Is, I know nobody's talking about it and nobody cares. It's even, you know, but, uh, dude, this is a turning point. I'm telling you, this is the tide turning. As far as no more wokeism? Uh, I can tell you right now, you, with this case, you could kiss your reparations goodbye. I think reparations and- are dead in the water. <laughs> I think we're just gonna go bet. This case proves that okay, we went we went way too far. You know what? Nobody in America is ready to persecute anybody over anything. So, you know, you're not really a bigot. You're not really a racist. You're not the slave owner just because you're a certain color. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And yes. Just because you don't want BLM rioting in the street doesn't mean you think Black Lives don't matter. You know, like nobody ever said black lives don't matter. You never hear the percentage of people who are descendant of slave owners. Because it's not a good number. There's, are you saying it's a huge percentage? No, it's very low. Yes. Yes. Because slave owners, what people don't realize, were the one percenters of our society. Like, the rest of the scum, the us, if we were living yeah. during that time, we weren't owning people. We were barely owning enough chickens to survive on our fucking plot of oh, land. The one thing that I, I've always, like, I, I, I really, like, it really, 
it really bothers me when people talk about slavery and everything and like reparations. And one thing I don't think the black people understand that are saying this shit is uh, if you were rich enough to buy your way out of fighting in the Civil War, you didn't have to go. Yes. As a matter of fact, the guys who owned slaves were able to send their slaves. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. And next to their slaves were just regular poor white people <laughs> who had no choice, you know? <laughs> yes, they had to go fight. And it was just sending masses know, of men to their death. The Civil War was heinous, man. As far as we know, we don't know anything about our past. Keep that in mind. They, they just... They just changed the uh, the name of um, was it Fort Benning? No, it was a uh, Fort uh, Bragg. Fort Bragg, yeah, home home of the eighty second. It is now uh, Fort Freedom. If I don't I give a fuck what it is. <laughs> What bothers me about that is like uh, people like will say why why would you they lost why would you honor a Confederate general? And my thing is, dude, I had so much respect. Like, we were always taught, like, you know, kill the haji, you know, and fuck these people over there and all that. Like, you, you have to, because you have to have that mentality towards the enemy. You have to be willing to kill them. They have to be like an other. But at the same time, you had to have the utmost respect for them. Absolutely. To, for sure. t- to, pick up, to pick up a fucking rusty, old, used AK-47. Six guys have used it before you, all of them dead, at, at like the age of 19. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably even younger. And you just pick it up and you decide you're going to take that little AK, that rusty AK, and a couple magazines, you're going to go fucking charge the United States military. Dude, the heart, the intestinal fortitude you have, that that is not that bad. For me, I don't even look at you as like, I don't look at you as a piece of shit. All I could think is, I wish we could grab you and take that and harness that for good. Well, we do have some of that good on our side, though, don't you think? No, 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 we do, we do. But you have to think they have it, too. I don't know. I I agree with you. like, Absolutely. our terrorist is their freedom fighter. Absolutely. That's their soldier. For sure. It's, just a ba- it's all a matter of which God you believe in, which side you stand on. You know, it's, you know? Uh, it's untrue in a way, though, because uh, in some worlds, our hero is the terrorist, even on his own turf. And, Mike, you were right. In New York, a grand jury has indicted Daniel Penny. He's the former Marine who placed a homeless man Uh, in a fatal chokehold on a subway car. Emily Aketa is following this. Emily, what more do we know? Lester, we learned late today a grand jury indicted Daniel Penny on second-degree manslaughter, right, according man. to two sources familiar with the matter. No, he's going to the jail. The 24-year-old Marine veteran jail, was dude. seen on camera in yeah, right next, he's gonna be right next putting to Derek Jordan Chauvin. Neely in a deadly chokehold on a New York City subway. Witnesses say Neely, who was deadly homeless and suffering Frank. from mental yes. illness, had been making threats and harassing passengers on the train before the altercation, according to the assistant district attorney. Penny wasn't arrested for Neely's death until about two weeks after the incident. That delay sparking protests in new york city i don't understand how you can look at this and not be red-pilled 
Immediately. I, I'm so disgusted by this story. I can't believe because, this guy's dude, going to jail, dude. Well, dude, I'm not even joking. This one kills me because I, you know, when you listen to both sides. He's a Marine, by left, the way. <laughs> when you listen to left-wing media, this white man placed a black man in a deadly chokehold meant to cut off the blood flow to his brain. Dude. This guy, was he singing too loud in church? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Was this guy fucking singing in the goddamn choir and this white man just fucking walked in and started strangling him? Because that's what you guys are making it sound like. Yeah, it's I'm I'm floored no, by this one. And then you listen to the, the right-wing media, and of course they're putting their own spin on it. And this is what I try to get everybody is like, dude, I know Ben Shapiro's putting his spin on it. The difference is, He's telling me he puts a spin on it. You know what I mean? And yes. I know he's getting... Uh, cl- it's still closer to the truth. It's craziness. I, I, You were right on the money. You were the first person to call it. I even argued you when the story yeah, came out. And yeah. you are right on the money. You nailed oh, it. I argued the entire family. Months ago, Everybody. You, you, you saw the past yeah. so clear as day... They were going to arrest this man, indict him, and he's going to yeah. prison. He's going to sit next to Chauvin in the cell. It's, it's so insane. Over a homeless man with mental illness. A Marine veteran. A Marine vet. We have gone so backwards yeah, as a society. There's nothing I want to do more than shit on the Marine. Exactly. But. <laughs> I know. I know how you feel about Marines. I'm just <laughs> but, man. Mind blown. This guy has done more. This guy has done more as a Marine and as a citizen. Yes. Killing this man. I, not killing it, but I mean, like, trying to step in and save these people. Like, Stop This from man has people. done more as a citizen and or as a civilian and as a, as a Marine than 99% of this country. I ask this all the time. Who do you want as your neighbor? Do you want uh yes. do you want this yes. fellow uh Mr. uh oh. Peely? What is his name? I keep losing his name all the time. I, I know. I have Mr. Pen- I do you want Daniel Penny to be your neighbor, the ex-Marine, or do you want the Michael Jackson impersonator to be your unhoused neighbor living in front of your house in a tent? Who do you want as no. your neighbor? Who would you prefer? Okay. Yeah, one I'm gonna help you move in. The other one I'm gonna take my backpack blower and blow your tent Be- when I do my lawn every week. Because now we're going to imprison a guy, the guy you would prefer as your neighbor, for subduing the homeless dude living in the tent outside your house. You know your unhoused neighbor that all the publications now like to call them unhoused neighbors. Well, your unhoused neighbor with mental illness who's harassing and attacking women on the street. He's and now guys, the reason it- for this guy to go to prison. Of an ex-marine, it's it, unbelievable to me. And it's and it's the party that like swears they're for the veterans. They're all about the veterans. No, they're all. all about the soldiers. They're all about the marines. You know what I mean? We understand what you guys have been through and everything. Well, do you guys understand that this guy was trained to protect? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's right. He saw vulnerable. He saw vulnerable people, and he he stopped the threat. You know, like I. For sure. I, I don't know. No, it's it's a tragic it's, story, it's but I wanted to throw it out there um, only because you uh, nailed it, it. And I think you, yeah. you are deserved the credit, sir, for hitting that no, no. one. It's the one of those where you like you don't want to be right. No, you see the it's pattern. It's the worst I told you so. You know what I mean? It's yes. terrible I told you so. You see the pattern. You realize what's happening. 
The past three years have just been I told you so's that you don't want to say. The worst I told you so's ever. And that's the uh, trick know. to uh, being the conspiracy theorist. And then on top of all that, Mike, because we have a little time, I'm going to throw it in there. I loved it. You sent it my way. Elon Musk answering some questions about going to Mars. Oh, this is beautiful. You're 47. What is the likelihood that you personally will go to Mars? 70 percent. Dude, he answered it so fast. Hold on, stop it. Dude, he never answers any question fast. That guy takes 20 minutes to answer whether it's like what do you want flavor ice cream? It's 20 minutes. That guy answered so fast. 70 percent he's done the math dude you're psycho that is what got me that's why i called the live show 70 percent. that freaking floored me dude he takes an hour to answer any question within microseconds the man said 70 percent. wow he knows he like knows they've math. they have mathed it out man like they know they have a 70 percent chance uh, he had an intern the internship was four years he spent the whole four years on one decision Blue or black socks? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to Mars? 70%. Whoa! <laughs> wow. Th- this is a great clip, man. He he floors me on this one. Percent. This could be an escape hatch for rich people. No. Your probability of dying on Mars is much higher than Earth. Really, the after going to Mars would be like Shackleton's after going to the Antarctic. It's going to be hard... Uh, there's a good chance of death, going in a little can through deep space. You might land successfully. Once you land successfully, there will be a mat- you'll be working nonstop to build the base. Uh, so there's not, not much time for leisure. And uh, once you get there, even after doing all this, uh, there's a very harsh environment, so there's a good chance you die there. Um, <laughs> we think you can get there. I don't sure. know if he's an alien, he has- but he's definitely not American. No, he's from no, South America. Africa. It's from South Africa. That sounds like an escape pass for rich people. <laughs> no American wants to work that hard. Well, no, that's funny you say that. Uh, I I thought he he's clearly not from America because he said leisure, leisure uh, instead of leisure. Uh, uh, I yeah. thought maybe he just fucked all the women. Now he's starting to go the other way. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> he's definitely he's not from this earth. There's no doubt about it. The man is from a different plane of existence. Some other dimension. Have you seen? Um, there's a bunch of stuff. They that guy that we did a clip on, the whistleblower. Uh, he set up. He did the interview with Newsmax, and they go into kind of in depth on how what we're witnessing with the UFOs are um five D, six D you know, fifth and sixth dimensional crafts that are entering our three-dimensional plane, and that's why we're seeing spheres and disks, because it's really massive crafts that are entering our plane, but we can't perceive it. And so we're perceiving it only as a 3D uh, creature would perceive it or see it. And so uh, the reason and the basis for this, uh, they claim, is that um, people who have been taken up into these spaceships, into these crafts, they uh, all describe how the second they're in the craft, it's much larger inside than they saw from outside. So there's a dimensional warp when you enter the craft. Nah, BS. BS? You just give me a meh BS? I just dropped such yeah. a mind-blowing bombshell of like information there. Like, come on, dude. 
the fact that UFOs look the way yeah, they do to us like, is because it's, like, it's multi, gotta, it's other dimensional craft entering our dimensional know, plane, I and that's it. how we perceive it. That's awesome shit, man. The reason I'm mad in it is because. When they speak of like eleven dimensions and everything like that, and like they're like, oh, there's eleven dimensions of space. These are mathematical, like, there's. It's not as it's check not it as out. simple. Check it out. You're the idea, me the idea of I'm gonna see a sphere from another dimension is a very no, like, no, no. cartoonish we see version the sphere. of what multi dimensions are. To be like something from a, like a higher dimension to come in. There. To did say, you did you to process say that what I, I said. went to did a fifth pr- dimensional like. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> it's a great show. I knew he was going to fucking argue. <laughs> great show, as always. Wow.